Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 534 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Dave Campbell and Kellen Kennedy. You're listening to Oilers Now. Epstein's mother has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, you went the first half hour of the show and you didn't discuss Alabama's miraculous victory in the Iron Bowl. Fourth and 31. I thought you would bring that up, though. You thought, so I was waiting for you. You were waiting. I mean, Dave, you know how much I love. You know... <laughs> Southeastern SEC football for me, what it means to the people in the Southeast is much like what hockey means in Canada. Yeah, totally. You know, totally uh, understand that. Jimbo Fisher gets a seventy-six million dollar buyout to not coach at Texas A&M. <laughs> That's how much money Texas A&M has. That's how much money they're like. You know, if we keep this guy, we might lose a couple substantial donors to the program. We can get rid of him. We can do a buyout, seventy-six million dollars. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because actually Rob Brown brought this up. We were talking about John Cooper, generally regarded as the best coach in the NHL. Okay? Got promoted from the minors in 12-13. In 18-19, six years later, 60 victories for Tampa. They get swept in four straight in Columbus. If he's in Canada, he's fired all day. Yeah. Because that's it's hockey in Canada. It's like college football in the Southeastern yeah, Conference. For sure. The man who interviewed John Cooper is going to join us right now. It is MACT on Mondays for Contract Equipment Limited, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealers with rentals and sales. We welcome back to the show Craig McTavish. Hello, Craig. How are you doing? Good, soft. How are you guys? We're doing all right. Uh, now, I, apparently, I was coaching in the wrong profession. <laughs> yes. Nobody <laughs> gave you, uh, you know, Craig. Seven million to leave. If I, I'm going to tell you something right now. If I had seventy-six million bucks back in about two thousand six oh seven, no, I'm just kidding. Seven. <laughs> That can't be true. He's, $76 million to leave? He got a $76 million buyout not to coach Texas A&M. Wow. That's Sometimes a- failure pays. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is they jumped him above Nick Saban for like four days. I mean, Nick Saban's won six national championships. Jimbo Fisher's won one. Uh, he's won six at Alabama because he won one at LSU, too before he went to the Dolphins. 
And he, you know what? They're, I mean, they're going to be an underdog against Georgia this week. But he's, he may be, and this is something about coaching, right? Sometimes you do your best job in years. Like, you know what? You did a great job when you got the Oilers to the final in 06. We all know that. You know, you, you laid off the gas pedal. You'd been there as a player, you and Kevin. You knew when to push the team in practice and just allowing them to, you know, recuperate a bit and all that. And then you guys had some sickness that year. I still think the best job you did was in 07, 08 because you didn't, you ran out of players and you had to get super creative and you guys were in it till the final couple games of the season that year. But you, no, Kevin did a great job in 06. <laughs> Kevin, I, go for yeah, it. Tell, yeah. Tell us Kevin why. Kevin did an unbelievable job in 06 because he brought in Dwayne Rolison and, uh, Sergey Samsonov, um, well, I mean, earlier on, Spashik and Tarnstrom yeah, on the yep. Yeah, at the deadline, earlier on, uh, Pekka and Pronger. Yeah. But we weren't even in a playoff position. And, I mean, that, that was that, that was a, uh, I mean, Kevin never gets enough credit for that, but bringing in Dwayne Rollison and sending the pick to uh, Minnesota on a team that was out of the playoffs at that point was. That took a lot of courage. No, it and, took a lot uh, of balls, and he got ripped for it. And the one guy who yeah. I and I was not always your biggest supporter, but I loved that trade. I was like, "Good for you! You're stepping well, what's up." What's that have to do with me? I'm just saying. I was. I picked you guys to beat Detroit after you got Rolson once you got yeah. in that year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I you. remember you saying uh, after I got fired that once uh, we get a coach in here. Uh, this we, we may find out that this team is a lot better than we thought it was, and, and it wasn't. Yes, I think we know, but I never, I never actually called for you to be fired. Just for the record, as you recall, wasn't my deal. No, I wanted I, to see you win, Mac T. So uh, I know, yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, back to Kevin, did an unbelievable job back then, and. Uh, you know, just, uh, I mean, the hardest part there was telling Marty Reasoner he was going to, he wasn't going to be a part of it because I love Marty Reasoner. Yes. Uh, but uh, we got Sergey Samsonov, and those deals made a big difference. Sergey scored an unbelievable goal for us uh, uh, in, in against Detroit, I think. It might have been Anaheim, but. Uh, he got one I mean, against San Jose, too. I remember when, uh, was it Tosca lost the puck and he ended up having. Hey, I got a. So, the question Did yeah. you do it better? Like the 07 08 year, remember you had a bunch of injuries that year. Stoll was out with a concussion. Uh, and you, you, you put together the kid line. You sort of stepped, like you did things a little. Was that one of the more creative years you coached, do you think? Well, I don't know about that. I think, uh, you know, it's, you just, I mean, I had a great coaching staff back in those days and uh, you you just try and, you don't really separate one year for the, from the other year. Okay. But uh, it, uh, I mean, we should have tried to bring back that exact same team because back in 2006, we we could have brought that team back. Pronger obviously was going to be a challenge, but I think, uh, you know, we were so close then it would have been uh, worth one more time. And that that's the one regret that I have. Yeah. Well, obviously Pronger was a huge part of it. All right. So tell yeah. us the story. Yeah. You Did you not interview John Cooper before he ended up becoming Tampa Bay's head coach? 
Ah, uh, yes. He, he, uh, I was in Toronto and, uh, uh, he, he was coaching an American league team. I can't remember. Syracuse. Was it Syracuse? I think so. No, yes. no, no, it was somebody else. And, uh, they, Keep going. They, they, yeah, they played, uh, the Marlies in the finals. And, uh, I went to the game and, uh, John Cooper's team won. I, I think it was a team on the East Coast somewhere. Uh, but uh, anyways, look it up. And uh, so they won the championship that that night. And, Norfolk. Uh, Norfolk. Norfolk. Sorry. Norfolk. Sorry. Yeah, they, they, went, they, they went like 32 games without losing a game at one point in the season. So uh, I... Uh, you know, t- talked to John Cooper. I asked uh, Kevin, asked Steve Eiserman for permission to talk to John Cooper, and uh, I got. And that's when Guy Boucher was coaching Tampa, and uh, I got the impression at that point that Steve Eiserman really didn't want to give us permission, but he wasn't ready to uh, make the move from John from Guy Boucher to uh, John Cooper at the time. And, uh, you know, you can't hold people back uh, from pursuing NHL head coaching jobs if you're not going to give them the opportunity. And so uh, I remember uh, Steve Eiserman gave Kevin the okay that we could interview him. And I met uh, John Cooper at the Royal York Hotel in Toronto and had an unbelievable conversation with him. And uh, I was just struck by how new and unique his approach was. It was all about integration of talent and uh, people into your system and giving people uh, roles uh, that they can embrace. And uh, I thought, man, this is a uh, tactic and a concept that I haven't heard before. And uh, it was so, so pure that... uh, you know, I said to John at the time, I said, you know, it's refreshing to talk to a guy like you. Uh, don't lose this uh, in 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 uh, as as you get hardened in the NHL wares. And uh, he hasn't, and he's done an unbelievable job. Obviously, surrounded with a lot of talent, but uh, you know, it was was a, a different uh, different interview than what we're used to. Well, it's interesting because Glenn Sather. Uh... And Chris Drury allowed the Edmonton Oilers to interview Chris Knobloch. He was coaching their American Hockey League team in Hartford. In 2012, you weren't yet... Tammy was still a general manager, right, at that time? I'm just trying to think. Cause yeah. Got, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he got promoted. So you'd return to the organization after working for uh, Vancouver for the season. We're joined by Craig McTavish, MACD, on Mondays. Uh, every Monday for Mike and the uh, team at Contract Equipment Limited Canada's premium heavy equipment uh, dealer with rental and sales. So I'm now going to ask you the question, and, and Rob Brown brought this point up. Remember when, uh, so Mac, to you, 12-13 Cooper gets brought up for the minors. They get rid of Boucher. Boucher had a very passive forecheck. Uh, remember the Flyers made fun of it. Uh, and Cooper yeah. takes over. He's the coach for six years until the 18-19 season, and Tampa Bay wins 60 games, Craig. 60 games, but they get swept in four straight by Columbus. 
If he's yeah. in a Canadian market, do you think he survives that? If he's in Toronto or in Edmonton, with where hockey is first and foremost, with all due respect to the other sports in town, hockey's first and foremost at all times. Does John Cooper survive that in an Edmonton or Toronto where he's coached a team for six years, they win 60 games but lose in the opening round of the playoffs to Columbus? What do you think? Well, I, I think a lot of it is uh, an internal internal uh, assessment. And when you're on the inside, you kind of, you know, you, you should know if you're the manager that uh, – uh, the, the the coach has the players and he has the integrity and he has the uh, the ears of the players. I, I think mo- most, and you and I have talked about this before, most times when coaches get fired, a lot of times it's a mercy firing. I mean, they're, they're exhausted. They've used all their tactics. They're, they, they, they're, they're fresh out of ideas and, uh, it's, it's a mercy firing to, to let them go. And I would think that, uh, Steve Eiserman would be on top of that, that mm-hmm. he had confidence in, uh, John Cooper to do the job coming off a 60 win season is pretty hard to let a guy go, but, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe in Edmonton he, he he gets let go, but probably not anywhere else. Well, there's been a few, hasn't there, Craig? Now, in fairness, you kind yeah. of at the end of the 0809 season, that that was kind of you. You'd kind of I remember we were in Sherwood Park, and you kind of inferred you'd you know there's a shelf life for a coach, and it'd been eight years as head coach of the Oilers at that point. So, I mean, you did have a fairly long run. At, at one time, you and Kevin were the second longest serving GM head coach tandem in the NHL. Did you know that during that year? No, but, uh, you know, we, we had some success. And I think, you know, as a coach, you're always trying to outrun expectations. <laughs> and uh, expectations are always barking at your heels, and eventually they'll pass. And when they do pass, then you're in trouble. And uh, I think we had uh, a pretty good track record of meeting expectations back then. And, uh, you know, Kevin, unbelievable guy to work for, incredibly loyal. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, that's rare in today's game. It's, you know, the, it's the, the, the media really puts pressure on organizations to make changes and, they do. Yeah. Well, and you're, it was a little bit different landscape back then, too, for several of those years, because that was the days of the Edmonton Investors Group. And, you know, I, I, I want Kel Nichols in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I love what he did for the city. But the reality is you guys had to trade both Doug Wade and Bill Guerin. You couldn't keep all your best players. And then since basically since Daryl Cates has taken over ownership of the team, no one's debated the owners signing their best players to max term length deals, right? So it's a little bit different landscape in that regard. Um, where do, okay. Hey, when you were in St. Louis, was Larry Robinson, is he still consulting for the Blues? Was he around last year at all? No, no, he okay. wasn't. He, he was done. But uh, lots of good stories about Larry and uh, what a positive impact he made to the Blues while he was there. And specifically in the 1819 season, because the story that got told to me is he's the one that took Petrangelo off the pairing with Bo Meester 
and partnered Pareko and Jay Bo together to be the shutdown pairing and kind of liberated and, and gave a little bit more, you know, now Petrangelo was playing against the opposition's second lines and was allowed to go a little bit more offensively. Could you imagine having a guy like Larry Robinson coaching you, Mac T? <laughs> you know, well, I'll tell you this. I hated playing against him. Like, he had a move. I was coming down one time. I was coming down the left side at the Montreal Forum. I'll never forget it. And uh, Larry was playing right defense. And all of a sudden, his rear end was coming at me at about 40 mile an hour. And there was no place to go. And it wasn't fun. Oh, wow. Well, I don't know if our listeners know this, but it's on YouTube. He beat the snot out of Dave Schultz one time. Like, just destroyed him in 73-74. And as only could happen in line brawls, the game was on CBS, I believe, at that time. After it ended, he went back by the Montreal bench, and a fan passed him a beer, and he drank the beer. It's so hilarious. But he, wow. like, thoroughly admire that for, I mean, the photographers yeah. were on the ice for the line brawl, Mac D, in 73-74. But he was one yeah. of those, I mean, I, I, know, I know you weren't with the Oilers at the time, but in the uh, 81 playoffs, you know, when when Mark Messier had to stick up and wanted to get him away from the boards and into the neutral ice <laughs> because it was all, like, Larry could look after himself in his prime, couldn't he? Oh, yeah. Thank God he was a kind man. Otherwise, there were a lot of guys that would have been a lot uh, in in uh, as bad a shape as Dave Schultz. He's a pretty tough guy. Yeah. So so here's the deal. Because yeah. you, you have some confidence in, in what Paul Coffey might be able to do. Okay? I mean, he's a Hall of Fame guy. Because yeah. some people yeah. say, well, wait a sec here, Craig and Bob. He hasn't had... You know, a lot of coaching experience, though he, he did coach Wyatt Johnson. For, Wyatt Johnson credited Paul with helping making him an NHL player. He did it in an interview with 32 Thoughts uh, with Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman, and Wyatt Johnson scored 24 goals last year for the Dallas Stars. He went one pick after the Oilers took Xavier Borgo. Uh, I digress. Tough. But Paul, yeah. <laughs> tough pick. Yeah. Uh, Paul yeah. Coffey, I mean, we saw Darnell last night. Craig, I don't know how much of the game you saw because I know you're down stateside right now. I saw it, yeah. Darnell made two plays, not transporting the puck, but transitioning the puck, letting the puck make the work. I mean, that one stretch pass to Nugent Hopkins was maybe the best, you know, that's about as good as we've seen out of Darnell with a long diagonal stretch pass since he's been at Edmonton. Are we seeing a little bit of that impact, you think? like To me, it looks like the D's playing way tighter gaps on opposition players. And they're making sure the puck does the work. Your thoughts? Well, I'll say this about Paul. He will connect with every one of those defensemen. And uh, part of coaching is uh, building trust so you can have influence over the players and have them grasp what you're trying to get them to change, get them to do, get them to relax. And Paul, I mean, he's... He's got a ton of experience in the game. And, I mean, my reference point with Paul was at the Spengler Cup, as we've talked about before. And uh, I just I sat back and watched him connect with all those players in a very short period of time and spent lots of time in the dressing room with the players rather than on the video, which... I mean, to, to me, in today's game, is is an incredible 
crutch. It's 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 way overemphasized the wow. video and the coaches how they. I mean, you have to be prepared, and there's always uh, pressure on the coaches to be to be totally prepared for everything. But as a coach, I can tell you when you see it at vid- on video, there's a real. Um, uh, there, there, there's a real emphasis on trying to show it to the players and it can be too much. And Paul is not of that, like John Cooper wasn't. And uh, Paul is not of that background. And he's going to get in there, in the dressing room, hmm. have an impact on the players, connect with the players. You're there every day, Bob. I'm sure you're seeing that. Um, hmm. Where in in a lot of ways... I mean, I'm getting older, obviously, and I, I see changes in the game. But, I mean, you have to connect with people. You have to inspire people as a coach. And I think Paul will do that. Craig, great stuff. Uh, when, do you, when are you making it back to northern Alberta, back in oil country here? Back Friday. I've uh, been uh, out in the southern uh, – I'm in Hillhead tonight, but uh, – was at my brother's place in uh, Georgia. He's got a farm out here in Georgia, but uh, we're all avid uh, Oiler fans. We're, we've, but one thing I want to talk about, one last thing I want to talk about is the face-off play that uh, McDavid had when he won the face-off back to uh, uh, the left defenseman and then quickly circled the net. It went D to D down to uh, down to Connor. He separated uh, from the, the centerman that what he yeah. faced off against, and then found Hyman on the back door like that. That I'm I'm anxious to know whether that was a play that uh, Chris put in, or was that a play that I'll Connor? Run? I'll, I'll send you a text here in about thirty seconds. How's that, Macky? Yeah, because that that was just I mean from an old coach that. That was uh, that. That was a contrived play for sure. Whether Connor did it or Chris did it, uh, either or, it was an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable, unbelievably well executed play. I love that off the faceoff. Craig, looking forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Okay, thanks. Uh, Mac T on Mondays for Contract Equipment Limited Canada's premium uh, equip- heavy equipment dealers with rentals and sales. We'll take about a three minute timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Turn that mic on. It's 558 in Edmonton looking for a great holiday gift. Give the gift to travel this holiday season with New West Travel's gift certificates. Whether you're celebrating a special occasion or looking to surprise a uh, surprise a loved one, get the gift of exploration, relaxation, and unforgettable experiences. Adventure awaits, and there's no better time to start planning. Reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. And guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Yo, Brendan! You got to hook a brother up. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to let you know that right now. Whether you're celebrating or special, because it is Christmas time. Okay, you can get gift certificates from Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply serving a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until mid uh, close. 
And on Oilers game days, like tomorrow, they open at 4. You can tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltoff that Oilers now sent you. We will head off to a Global News Weather traffic update with James Dunn. And when we come back on Oilers now, for the horses and horse racing Alberta, Frank Saravalli.